Hello, welcome back to the second episode of The Broad Game, the Scottish football podcast made by the fans for the fans. Brought to you by myself, Aidan Swanson, and my guest, Nathan Williamson. This episode, we'll be talking a bit about the Scottish national team and their most recent fixtures and results, as well as the possibility, or lack of, so for qualification for Euro 2020 next summer. So, we played Kazakhstan at home in our uh, latest round of fixtures and then Cyprus away four days later. Although on paper these are two teams we should be beating, Scotland do kind of have a special talent for getting beat off smaller teams that we should be beating. And the thing is, this time it was kind of different. First we got a 3-1 victory away to Kazakhstan, which was which kind of took the nerves off a lot of people. And then another 2-1 victory away to Cyprus. And although Cyprus especially, our team we should definitely be beating, it kind of just put fans at a little bit of ease. Like three goals from McGinn over the two games, it's a it was another example of just kind of how people are becoming uh, more secure with the team. Like fans feel more safe and players feel like they've got more of a chance of winning the games. And it also shows like the kind of new players in the squads are becoming more of a focal point rather than they were before where they were more just for rotation purposes. However, I think the defending can still be quite sloppy and the defence does kind of get caught flat-footed def- uh, conceding a goal to Kazakhstan and Cyprus, which we really shouldn't have done. Uh, yeah, it was pretty unnecessary, so that's maybe something that could get tightened up, but all in all, I think we're doing quite well. There seems to be quite a, a newfound excitement around the team. The players kind of, they're seeming much more excited to play, rather than just having to do it because they're Scottish. They want to play, and people want to be getting called up, and it also is rubbing off on the fans, I think. They're they're getting more excited to watch games. Attendances have gone up at hand in quite a lot, and like people just are, they kind of care more now. I think, I think this turnaround is it's kind of coincided with the appointment of Steve Clark in May. Like after Alex McLeish was sacked, it was kind of a break in the cloud for the fans. People like the new people knew from the second Alex McLeish was appointed that he was not going to last long, and he wasn't really going to do much with the team. But um. Clark's kind of he's begun to implement himself and his his tactical style and his man management skills on the national team. Like he said, his goal is to put the smile back on the faces of fans, which he's already started to do. Um, and I think he has good man management skills. He's got he's he's known for getting the best out of players, which is a perfect example. He did this at Kelly last year when he was there, which brought them up from like kind of lower end of the table to getting into European qualifiers with pretty much the same squads, but just with his man management skills he managed to get the best out of those players and he kinda he knows like he knows it's the kind of cliche, he knows who to shout at but then he knows who to put his arm round. He knows like what how to deal with players and how to get the best out of them. For myself I've got a bit of an opposite view of the Scottish national team. It can be seen as quite negative, but I think it's quite realistic. Where the Scottish national team isn't gonna go anywhere. They're playing the last two games against Kazakhstan and Cyprus, although they're wins. And if we're talking about coming to qualifications in the Euro 2020s, if they do make the Euro 2020s, which they've got Israel in the semi-finals, it's a very big chance for them. But when they do, they'll be up against world beaters like Germany, France, we've got some of the best players this in history of football, not just now. I feel like if you're only beating a team like Cyprus, who have got part-time postmen in their team, literally part-time postmen, only beating them 2-1 is not a good result for somebody that, for a team that's wanting to be taken seriously. When it comes to the team, I feel like it lacks a bit of heart, more surrounding the players that are featured in the Premier League than in England. 
Although John McGinn's been putting on a good performance for the Scotland team, I feel like players like Andy Robertson have, who's just recently won the Champions League with Liverpool and and shouts of being one of the best fullbacks in the world, doesn't show any heart, especially when he's the captain. He doesn't perform, maybe because of the players that are around him, he's not used to playing with the going from the standard of Liverpool to the standard of the Scottish national team. I feel like himself, Ryan Fraser and other featured Premier League players just don't care enough about the Scottish team because they make enough when it comes to England. But for Scotland, positively, the best players they've got in their team are players like Ryan Christie, who born in Scotland, play in Scotland, and that's what they want to do. They want to be in the Scotland team. They want to play for the Scottish people because they're not just in it for the money or they're not just in it to go down to Premier League. They play football for who they support and who they want to be with. So I feel like, although they play for the Premier League, I feel like the Scottish team needs to feature more Scottish players because there's more heart in the team and a more desire, and I think the team would gel better. Right, so for, for Scotland's next match, we play um, Israel at home. That's who we drew in the semi-final of the qualifying rounds. Um, and then the winner of that game will play either Norway or Serbia five days later in the playoff final. We got this place obviously by finishing top of our Nations League group C1, which Israel finished second in, who really managed to draw. Uh, it was under McLeish that we got these this victory of the group, although we did lose 2-1 away to Israel, but then win 3-2 at home. Um, Scotland are 53rd in world rankings, which isn't fairly, it's very low, but we are 36 players high, places higher than Israel. But then this could also be a perfect example of teams that were on paper better than, but then still struggle to beat. Although the thing is, the FA have kind of slashed ticket prices of this game as part of their Let's Do This campaign, which is kind of willing the country to get behind the team and get us to our first major competition since 1998. And if we qualify, we've got the added incentive of playing two of the uh, Euros group games at Hamden as the competition's being played across the continent to celebrate 60 years of the Euros. I think... It's good. We're in a good place at the minute. I think like Clark has brought in a lot of young players to the team, like Andy Robertson's twenty five, McTominay twenty three, Tierney twenty two, McGinn only twenty five, Callum McGregor, the oldest of the young players, twenty six, Ryan Fraser twenty five, Ryan Christie twenty four, uh, Oliver Burke twenty two. They're all roughly in the same kind of age category, and it means they're kind of all gonna hit their prime at the same point. I think. Because in the past, players have been mixed ages, so it means as one good player comes up, another player's kind of coming close to retirement, so you don't get a bunch of top-level players in their prime at the same time as the team, so it's kind of wasted. Um, but I think the team's kind of now got a consistent level of potential flowing through it, but we've also got the help from kind of talent, still talented but very experienced older players like Naismith, Griffiths, Mulgrew... Alan McGregor, who have got lots of experience in the national team as well as lots of experience in European level with the clubs, which is always a like massive help to kind of just anchor the team down a bit. And maybe if some of the young players are getting a bit erratic, they can kind of keep the, like just kind of keep their heads a wee bit and control the team. If maybe we've got to just kind of keep a clean sheet and shut the door on other teams, they they'll be the perfect players to do that. Um. The Euros and then possibly even the next World Cup in 2022 could be the perfect point for the team, I think, to establish themselves on the world stage once again. And it'll kind of, if we do do well, even if, I'm not saying we're going to win the Euros, but if we can maybe even finish top of our group or second, get out of the group, it'll kind of build the foundations for future generations to build on. So 
the next round of young players coming in can he, can better that and then get to the semi-finals, quarter-finals of the, of the groups, the, of the Euros, maybe even the World Cup in future years. Like, I'm not saying we're going to win anything right now, but I definitely think we're going in the right direction. Um, my predictions for the next games for Scotland will be, I'd say we'll get a two or three goal re- lead against Israel early on, but then I think we'll probably, as we usually do, concede a few stupid goals and then have to kind of shut up shop and see the game out, not let it slip. Um, and then I think we'll draw what, Norway in the next round because I believe they'll beat Serbia easily and then we'll hopefully get like an easy well not an easy but an early one one goal and then kind of see the game out 1-0 for when it comes to the next next couple of fixtures for Scotland uh, it's hard to make a prediction with how unstable the team actually is and the constant rotation of players you never know who's going to be in the starting eleven. I feel like they should beat Israel. I think I want them to beat Israel, but they should. That's a must, considering who Israel have. They've not got a single name in the team that you'd know. I feel like Israel should be a what should be treated like a semi final for the Scotland team because they've not won against big teams in the past and they could easily slip up against Israel. So I feel like the name of Israel is just something that could trip Scotland up if they take them too easily. But I believe they'll win at home and draw nil nil away. I feel like if they go away to Israel, it's something that they're just gonna play defensive and secure it. In terms of the next round, if they do get through, uh, I also believe that Norway will beat Serbia. But I can't see Scotland beating Norway with the talent that Norway have got. I think they'll just outclass Scotland everywhere in the park, and we'll just have to look for future competitions like the World Cup in twenty twenty two to hopefully get something successful. Alright, thanks. That brings us to the end of the second episode of The Bra Game. Make sure to tune in for the next episode, which will be the third and final instalment of the series, where we're going to be discussing youth football in Scotland and also talking a bit about our personal experiences in youth fo- football over the years. <laughs>